0: Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm James. I'm Chris. I'm Matthias. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It's bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. Matthias, who are you? Uh, that's a good question. I am like <laughs> one of the
1: producers, so I am just
0: normally
1: just listening.
2: And so
0: this guy wore a Iowa Hawkeye shirt into this room. Yes, you. He's our resident
1: Hawkeye fan. But w- Matthias, we're gonna need just your initial Iowa. Did you watch the whole game? I didn't watch the whole game because I was
2: very frustrated at it. Mm, so I like I watched part Lord. of it though. Like yeah. I watched
1: I watched enough to like know what was sure. what happened. The the funniest tweet that came out of that whole entire game was someone. Screenshotted the score of seven to seven to uh, (laughs) seven to three, and someone said, I can't believe they made all those sick kids watch that
0: game.
1: (laughs) 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 Talking about the kids that that they do the wave in the hospital. Yeah, that is one of like. That's it a cool is, tradition. It, it's a really cool tradition. I love that they do that. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> been but, there and done that. And it's like, it's even it does, better when yeah. you're there and doing it and yeah, stuff I like that. To, uh, yeah. No, I, that's true. When Rex Burkhead was a running back, I would have been, it would have been like 2014. I think I mm-hmm. went to an away game at Iowa and Nebraska won. Might have been one of the last times we won. <laughs> so, is
3: that not like one of the funniest things? They when they do all those yeah. sick kids that? Watch is that is pretty funny. funny. When do they do the wave? Is it between the third, third and fourth quarter? three and no, four, yeah. The, so, no, it's, it's in
2: between, after it's, in it's after the first. The first. Yeah, it's oh, it's oh. the oh. First. first. Yeah, they don't want any...
0: Sorry. They want to make sure they get all the kids before, <laughs>
1: before, before the game gets out of here. Gosh, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> no, it's... I was like, dude, that... That was when I almost had tears, and he was like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" I explained to her. And she's like, "I don't think it's funny." I was like, "You just don't get it.
0: Yeah, uh, you don't and understand, Naomi." But,
1: dude, your defense, Ooh. your defense scored more than your offense. Yep. Technically, <laughs> yep. I don't even want to give your points, offense points for scoring. It was good and bad.
2: Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing that's like been, like year after year, our defense have always been better than our offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we even had, I I think I shut the game off after. They had, like, a 17-yard punt. He totally just biffed it, and we were, like, on the 30-yard line, and we didn't even score a touchdown. I was like, all right, I'm I'm shutting it off. Like, I can't do this.
1: um, Genuinely, though, like, real question, at what point – do they fire Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator? If you didn't know, I think everyone knows. But, yeah, uh, like he's maybe he's horrible think, it's man. It's just the head coach's son. It like, is. It is. I, I tweeted earlier this week. I was like, the only thing holding Iowa back at this point is nepotism. Because honestly, mm-hmm. that <laughs> no, was I agree with the, you. That was the worst. Just the most bland play calling I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. And I, I agree with you. Probably seventy-five percent of that game.
2: Yeah, I would say. Um, I would say for me, like I or not for me, but like. I think they have to get rid of Kirk before they get rid of Brian. I don't think which, they'll do that, dude. He's I know,
1: longest, but which is... is he, he's time the, for a second, change he's the second longest tenured head coach in football right now, right?
3: Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Might be
1: first. Longest tenured. Well, um, Br-
3: Brian can't get fired because I'm making Matthias a Brian Ferentz for president shirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: I gotta look up the active longest active tenured coach with VP. I'm
2: actually Kirk kind of curious. I, think, I know that he's up there, but I don't know. I don't think he's the top. Pat Fitzgerald's up there
0: too. Yep.
1: Pat there Fitzgerald started in 2006. Mike
0: Gundy. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> Gary P. There he is. Old Kirky F. Kirky
1: Kirk Ferentz Kirk- hired in December of 1998. And he is... Oh, so that's 24 years. He is was, the, yeah. He's the highest one. Wow. The next, the next closest is Gary Patterson at TCU. But he's, he's still there? No. He, he's, gone there. he's at Texas now. Oh, well, yeah. I'll take him off this. So this must have been this, this last year. Kyle yeah. Winningham at Utah. Utah. in 2004.
0: Bummer. Losing to Florida. But, anyway, but, bunch I, of, but bunch Iowa of was still ones. sucks. It's glad to see that.
1: <laughs> yep. It, it was... um. At first, I was a little happy. I was like, "Man, dude, they really struggled. It'll, it'll be a great day of college football. And then I did watch the first half. My gut reaction to the Husker game was like,
0: "This is not good." Oh well. boy, this right could bad. be. Oof. But
1: before we get yeah. into that, I want to talk Husker volleyball. Real quick. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. A note here.
0: Huge game tonight. If you if you if if you're listening to this the day it comes out on Wednesday night, Nebraska versus Creighton, number two versus number nine.
1: Number nine. I thought they were
0: N- ten. Maybe, Maybe nine. nine or ten. Um, if you if you're listening to this in the game and you. – and the game has already happened. Go back and watch it because it's going to be a great game. Yeah. So Nebraska versus Creighton tonight in Omaha. It is already the highest attended volleyball, regular season volleyball game in the history of volleyball. Really? With just tickets? Like, yeah, more than just... 14,000 tickets. Already, so 14, 000. and they're saying
3: up. it could be upwards of 16,000 tickets. Yeah, it's Dang, nuts. That's
1: a ton of tickets. The Damn.
3: current record is from the Creighton-Nebraska game in 2018. They had fourteen thousand twenty-two oh, tickets sold, so my oh, they're like already above that. I think so. so. That's
1: pretty tight. I don't know how Nebraska went down from they were number one. They've haven't lost a single haven't lost set a set yeah. all all season. They just look really good, kind of dominating everyone. I was thinking a little bit with the transfers of the people leaving. We had like our like one of our five star mm-hmm. Liberos transfer, and mm-hmm. like even just yeah, some really good players transferred. But it just they honestly
0: look. They look like they're they look like really season. Yeah. Like they,
1: at the beginning of the season, which is which is great. They're they just have, so skilled. They're <clears> so talented.
0: Yeah, just a couple things they need to clean up. They're they're still a new team, a younger team honestly, across the board, a lot younger than they've yeah. been in the past. So they need to kind of meld together a little bit better. Um tonight will obviously be their first test. They haven't lost a single set. I doubt they sweep Creighton tonight. We'll see. They can, according to (coughs) NCAA.com, Crane's actually ranked seventeenth. Whoa! I don't know. They're five. They're five
1: and one though. They're five and one. Nebraska's five and zero.
0: Yeah. Like Texas took number one because they beat Ohio State, I believe. Ohio State is ranked number eighth right now, and they're one and three. What? Yeah, that's what it says. What in the world? Yeah. Oh, well, here's my only question regarding that, regarding volleyball. And we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. And as the, as the season, as the football season continues to trend downward. Yes. <laughs> and the volleyball season continues to trend upward. I, I also
1: had a, another tweet earlier this week that I was like, I, I watch Husker football. I get depressed with Husker football and then regenerate my feelings with Husker volleyball.
0: At the word of the Lord. Mm. Amen. Thanks be to God. First opinions. Um, <laughs> sure. Does volleyball need more spotlight on TV? The game tonight is on Fox Sports 1, but... Is there a point, here's a better question. Is there a point in the future where a primetime volleyball game like this with the highest, I mean, this is like a, a March Madness attendance for a college basketball game. 16,000, upwards yeah. of 16,000 people, and it's on Fox Sports One. Do we ever get to a point where it will be ESPN primetime spotlight? I doubt Nebraska it. Nebraska versus Creighton volleyball. Or I,
1: I wish. I doubt it, though. I just, don't, I just don't think it will. For a while, I mean, it is frustrating where even a lot of, volleyball games last year they're just like not on tv or they're yeah
0: like big 10 times. big yeah. 10 network Big 10 plus. plus or whatever yeah and
1: i didn't have big 10 plus for a little bit but I, that one husker nightmare twitter account was given out free do you remember that <laughs> yeah you ever like i was like this dude was like streaming he would stream big 10 plus on youtube live on a private link so then you could click it and like watch big 10 plus for free <laughs> Yeah, here's a good guy. I like that guy. <laughs> love that guy. I don't know if he's still doing it. <laughs> but, got, uh, got kid, check got out Husker See if he's um, out there giving out free Big Ten Plus. But, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I would love for it to get to that point. I don't know. I don't see a pathway for it to get to that point, especially just – and the guys on 1620 The Zone in Omaha were talking about this. It's just – it's so difficult because it runs parallel to college football that
1: – Yeah. I mean, mm. this week
0: all people are talking about is, college you know, Texas point. versus yeah. Alabama. Or, like, it's just – it just gets overwashed, especially in Nebraska. And I would argue yeah. Nebraska is the most passionate, just like with football, I would say, like the most passionate, involved, smartest fans regarding volleyball. Always yeah. sold out home mm-hmm. games. The biggest home they arena build, in the country. not they can
1: build a big enough stadium to, like...
0: No, I mean, if they... Because didn't the stadium, they move
1: from the Coliseum they move, yeah, they moved then, from
0: the Cooks Pavilion or whatever, the Coliseum, to the Devaney Center, which was the original home of the basketball team. Yeah. And they sell it out every and time. Start, and they still sell it out. So, like... It's cool. Yeah, it's just tough because Nebraska cares so much about football. It's just such a bigger sport. It's Way more so of a spotlight. It, it,
1: I, I wonder if volleyball across the board would do better in the spring. Yeah. Like, hmm. it would, I think so because basketball takes place, you know, winter to March. If it started, like... February. february yeah or april, february yeah. april and ran till like
0: late may yeah like, you would, i mean the only thing it would really be football. competing with at that point is college baseball which, which not is, a ton which of is eyes not historically a very popular sport softball which also not a ton of eyes and then like the professional sports like i guess track and, and nba track yeah track and field but how many? Of, how many of you guys? I've been to Nebraska track and field events. How I've many never have, been to one. exactly. I have never been. I've to been one to a either. couple
1: wrestling events. Been <laughs> nope. <to> some. Been, <laughs> probably in order. Probably goes Husker that I've attended personally would go football, basketball, volleyball, wrestling.
0: Really? Yeah. For me, it'd, it'd probably be football. No. It'd probably. Yeah. I'd probably be football, baseball, basketball. Really. Gymnastics. Oh, dude! The Volleyball's not even your blast. top three. I've I've never been to a volleyball game in person, dude. I have been okay. to
2: more volleyball games at Nebraska than I have like football games. Oh yeah, dude, it's fun. It, it's so I mean,
1: fun. it looks
0: fun. I, I don't know, but
1: <laughs> they're just it. <laughs> It's great when they're good.
0: You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah.
1: like, it's fun to have something in Nebraska. You're like,
0: how profound?
1: Actually, let me throw in bowling
0: in there too. I uh, no, I've never been to bowling, but they you guys have been to bowling somehow. Na- they're, natty, natty they're natty, champ. natty
1: Champs. <laughs> natty champs. <laughs> So,
0: all right, all right, we better get into the we better get into the meat and the meat and taters of this podcast. Football, <laughs> football Iowa, down. Iowa barely beat South Dakota State, but also Nebraska seemed to have a equally tough time beating North Dakota. So, gut reaction. Gut reaction, I don't know if you can sum it up in one word. What do you got, Chris? I was at the game, but I'll, I'll go later, I guess. Chris, gut reaction, how do you feel? Uh, whoa, this kind of whoa, sums it up. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the pod. This was the big red right, <laughs> right down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Chris is,
1: you could it's like, like a little rollercoaster.
3: It's Like, ah! Uh, uh. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, like get, like, get a real tense, real tense, and then t- finally finally relax. <laughs> yeah. The
1: gut reaction, like, first first reaction after the game, it was like, okay, we finally pulled it together and we played one quarter, what you would have hoped four quarters would have looked like. Mm -hmm. But then after watching the game again, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's actually just a couple things that went wrong. Yeah, It's really, like, I really truly think, like, the spur and the heel for this game was just missing tackles, like easy tackles in the backfield. We could have gave them second and longs, third and longs, but we're missing tackles, so we're, we're turning, like, a loss of two into a gain of five. Yep. And then they're extending drives. And they did a really good job of running out the clock, holding the ball the first half. We only had four. I mean, Scott said it in both press, press conferences because I think he's like trying to make yeah. a point of like, we had four offensive drives in the first half. 23 total plays. 23 total plays. And one of them was and touchdown. We, and we scored our very first drive. And
0: one of them was a missed field goal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And so like that would, that would have been scoring on 50% of your drives, which is not bad.
0: No, would, it's not bad. You would say
1: that that's probably
0: okay. Yeah, if we were to – con, yes, yeah. I, I was at the game, and I was – one, I was surprised at how high the energy was in the stadium for oh, really? for a first home game after a loss in year five when we've only won 15 games. You know, it's like – Playing North really, Dakota. Playing North Dakota. I really didn't know what to expect, but, the I mean, the, the biggest telltale sign – and when you go to a Nebraska game, do you guys know, what would you say the biggest telltale sign that it's going to be a, a full stadium?
3: I I would look to the student section.
0: Exactly. The student section was packed, dude. Yeah. It was all the way to the tippity top of the of that, that south corner. It's it going to be the
3: same this week too with it being a night game. Yeah, it
0: was packed. And I was like, wow, this feels good. And I mean, there was some weird people sitting next to me, but I was like squished next to some people. And my pregnant wife did not have a good time <laughs> but i'm straight up not having a good time right now <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it was packed and the energy was so high and then how I many mean, how many giant pickles did your wife eat one. One? Oh, but she smashed that thing. <laughs> she's Let me obsessed tell you. <laughs> with giant <laughs> pickles and football games it's, <laughs> so weird. it's weird how much she talks about it she just talked about it all the way up to the we had re, we had a Big lunch We had raisin Canes Walking yeah. to the stadium Got in Pickle Immediately <laughs> Pickle She's like I'll meet you at the seat Pickle she, Pickle she, in one hand Two waters in the other hand she, Box of she, popcorn
1: Did
3: she drink like The juice of the pickle uh, No She made me throw okay, that away Okay she's
1: not a psychopath
3: She's pretty close <laughs> She's borderline here. That's
1: hilarious I dude. feel like every game I've ever been with you She's That's all she talks I need about a And I'm like You know we're going to a, Like a football game right Like you're excited <laughs> to,
0: to watch football And she's like I'm sad for this pickle uh, She <laughs> likes the pickles man Alright dude but I mean the the so it, I was excited the energy was way high and then I mean it was almost immediately squashed like first quarter yeah. we score that first touchdown and then when we get the like the first offensive possession second offensive possession by North Dakota cuz we held them three and out the first time second offensive possession it was like are we just going to what how are we going to you know it was like weird but how are we going to stop them cuz we can't tackle dude <laughs> It was so bad. So many missed tackles. And I was trying to keep my eyes on, like, who was in the game, who was playing, and Ernest Hausman started, which was cool to see. Mm -hmm. And Chris Kolarvik split a lot of that time. But Ernest Hausman just, dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many many minutes he's played, but he just could not tackle anybody. Yeah,
3: it was his first start, and he's a true freshman. So I guess if there's any game for him to start, this was a good game for him to get experience in and kind of get his feet wet. I am surprised, however, of, like – they, they will bring him in, but I'm surprised we don't see more Va. Yeah. Um, because every time I see Va out there, he's making plays, and he just ha- he's kind of a headhunter, it seems like. Yeah. He's a physical guy. I just like what I see from him. Um, talking about Maga Clements, if you don't know who Va is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, number, number five. But he had three snaps mm. at linebacker in his Pro Football Focus was seventy one point eight, so nothing crazy, but not bad. But he had three out yeah, of the it's seventy. Hard. Snaps. It's hard to get a
1: good a good rating with only three snaps, you know? right? Yeah, now we need a little
3: um, sample size. Ernest Hausman he graded out at a fifty seven. Hmm. That's not um, good, and he had forty out of seventy. Yeah, but it is. It is a little. It's a little discouraging. I mean,
1: even looking at some of the offensive line ratings, um, that that Pro Football Rating that comes out, Drew loves talking about it because he's really into that. Which it is a really good point. Yeah, they their ratings are not good this week. There was a couple of 60s, fit like a 59 in there. It's out of 100. I'm to, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember all of the all the things. But against North Dakota, you would just expect that to be higher. Like if it's bad yeah. now, what's that going to look like for us here? Yeah, I know wind probability is not like. The little thing on, if you followed the ESPN tracker, there's a win probability. The lowest it was ever at was Nebraska would win 79.5% of the time. That was right when they tied at 17-17. Yeah, 17-17 in the third
0: quarter. But so, the majority of the time it was at 90, but it did not feel like at 90. No, it did not. And in the stadium, it felt way worse. So before we get into, I, I kind of started with some negatives. The, the positives was the energy, for me, let's talk about positives, I guess, cool. moving forward for just a little bit. For me, the p- one positive was the energy was there still in the stadium. <laughs> at kickoff which if we can continue that through if we can beat georgia southern dude the atmosphere for oklahoma is going to be crazy it will be and and i think that um we could talk also about the atmosphere in a negative way later on but i mean i i'm yeah i'm not excited it's a bad word i guess but it felt good to know that there's still that amount of support i don't know if it will ever go away honestly but to see that many people there especially the,
1: the first game of the year yeah
0: the, like the energy before the game was really cool, was really good what they've done in the stadium with the, the with the videos again is still exciting will compton was there which the student section was going nuts for so yeah it Playing was really, a trumpet it was cool in the stadium leading up to kickoff and right and like the first quarter felt felt really 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 good so that was one positive i took what, what about like um play on the field cuz i was i don't think anybody else was at the game
1: um the i'm positive the first drive of each quarter all season we've scored a touchdown mm-hmm. so we're 4 for 4 coming out of a half or for yeah first quarter or, and out of half yeah so starting the game and coming out of halftime we've scored a touchdown every time yeah that I think that's a huge positive. I think that means that whatever plays they talk about, like whatever they know the series they're going to run, the, like they're on the same page, mm-hmm. and so it's it's it feels good to know they they get on they've been on the same page more often than not this season, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And it feels like when they are on the same page, great things happen. Um, so I, I'm good with that. The second half, the play calling was just different. We ran mm-hmm. a, a much just a larger variety of plays. Yeah, a lot more motions, a lot more um, guys stepping off the line, rotating, so then we can release tight ends that originally weren't eligible. Now they're eligible and they're catching downfield touchdowns. Yeah, you know, like that—that that was that 20, 26 yard or twenty-four yard touchdown pass.
0: Yeah, to, um, to the tight end
1: was was the yeah like doing some things to like open it up on defense because so, no one originally covered him because he was he was a closed receiver, stuff like that. We ran the triple option twice the second half. And got like nine, at least seven or nine yards each time, yep. and I'm a little surprised we haven't run that a little a little more. But that I think was a positive. It's just the second half, of the play calling was like we're we're in we're in a good rhythm. Yeah. And then even I'll, the last thing I'll say was um, when when it was like third and sixteen, we had that penalty, so now we're backed up in the end zone. He had that big throw to Trey Palmer. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of that. I yeah. think that's actually a strength of the team of, like, we have big-bodied receivers. We have good receivers. Yeah, and better. I think they would win more often than not in a one-on-one. Yeah. And so yeah. I almost want them to, like, even even underthrow it to Omar Manning and make him go up and get it. Like, he's a giant dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Gosh, rotate huge. him to get a mismatch. Maybe, like, an outside linebacker or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can... You can drop his plays up.
0: He had a couple catches. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Trey Palmer is just... It's good to see him. I he's, was
1: He's that dude. He's the dude that you go to when you need a catch. And yeah. He's and
0: been main handed I mean, also. He's <clears> there. He could have two more touchdowns. I mean, he could have two... He doesn't have any touchdowns, does he? No, he
3: doesn't he have touchdowns
0: Yeah, he could have two touchdowns that I'm just thinking of from this game and from Northwestern where he was wide open and Casey just barely overthrew him. Yeah. Him or he just missed the yeah, ball I It that, just yeah. misjudged it. Like... I think he's open, but he might ha- just have a hard time recognizing, like, I'm so open. I can just literally stop and catch this ball, and I'll be okay. So he's trying to run, and he takes a bad angle, and he jumps back over his shoulder. You know, it's like, ah, just, I don't know if it's the pass. I don't know if it's him. I don't yeah, know if it's all like the just, things together. Just
1: lofted to him to make him settle.
0: Yeah, because I know Mickey Joseph, like, has, like, instilled the guys to those, make those 50-50 balls, 80-20 balls. Like, I'm going to get that ball. Like that's their mindset when they go out yeah. for yeah. them. So yeah,
3: I, I I hope to see a little bit more improvement from Casey I, as far as the deep ball goes. I don't think we've really connected on many deep balls. That's yeah. like been in stride. IGC. Which that has, one was like has a couple. I know he had the touchdown. That was yeah. a little. That was kind of deeper. You know, it was twenty yeah. end zone. That was a good ball. It's like a thirty five. I, I think I'm more thinking of like the Trey Palmer when he burns a guy. Mm-hmm. The like what we saw last year from Samari Samari hitting him in stride. Yeah. And Adrian Martinez, like I want to see a little bit more of that because I know Trey Palmer's beaten those guys. Oh yeah. And I've seen we've seen him open and just been overthrown. So I hope that there's a little bit more of that connection there. Yeah. Because um, that's going to be huge come big. Big Ten players. Oh for yeah, sure. if we're if we're landing those, gosh, that's gonna be great. So yeah, that'll be massive. Hope to see that definitely. Uh,
0: I think obvious biggest positive is man, Anthony Grant is a dude. Goodness sick. Okay, I, I I I'm listening to Scott post game and he says, you know, we're not gonna we know how it is in Nebraska. We're not gonna hand him the Heisman Trophy already. So I'm trying to I'm trying to rein it in a little bit, but man, that guy is freaking good. <laughs> he yeah. looked really good in the stadium but you know there's only so many angles you can see Rewatching the game i mean did you remember that 46 yard touchdown run that he had where he he like kind of spun in the backfield he like yeah took a bad yes. angle and then spun yep. dude the spin like what i thought it was just kind of goofy that he he didn't have to spin. oh he did and he got out of it and came around the back side and broke it loose and c- broke that guy's ankles in the middle of it i was like. I have not seen a running His, back it, at Nebraska like that in a long yeah, time. Yeah, he
3: has that like it factor that that just like vision. It's like when he's running, he's not thinking. Mm-hmm. He's just he's, he's just doing, doing it. it. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like he's ever hesitating. It yeah, he feels like like natural. It's there. like he just like it looks like he's a step ahead of the defense. Like yeah. he like he just knows what angle to. Even if they're coming from what should be his side, it just like he just can just take yeah. one step and boom, they miss.
0: And he and he's like so
3: explosive,
0: He's off of so that.
3: explosive. Like with his size, you wouldn't expect him to be this fast. Yeah, like he doesn't look like he has that top end speed. But if he's open and he has a lane, he's gone, like mm-hmm. which is super impressive. I don't think I've been as like impressed. By a running back since probably Maurice Washington, Mm -hmm. I just think he he's similar to Maurice where he can stop on a dime and he can make a guy miss. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think he's obviously more reliable than Maurice Washington up to this point. Yeah. Um, So
0: and he can catch him out the backfield too. Yeah, He he got some passes.
3: Taking that into consideration, he's probably the best back we've seen since. Ooh. I immediately went to Amir Abdullah, but I like also want to give Divine Ozigbo some credit because yeah, I towards think the end of Ozigbo's career He was a, a thousand yard rusher. Yeah, yeah. so that's mm-hmm. for sure that.
0: For sure the best back since divine and depending on how this season goes He could be the best. He could be the best running back since Amir. I, yep. I yep. would confidently on, that.
3: if it keeps trending this way. Absolutely. One,
0: I mean, I'm a I'm a die-hard Dallas Cowboys fan I didn't watch Ezekiel Elliott much when he was in college except for like their playoff run and national championship yeah. But watching the Cowboys and, and Ezekiel Elliott hitting holes, and he's so patient. Ezekiel Elliott is in the backfield where he'll he'll run up against his guys. He'll see a hole and then he'll cut and he'll go right through it. Yeah, I think I see that in in yeah. Anthony Grant where he's he's faster. I think just physically faster than Ezekiel Elliott, and he does, And I think his biggest issue right now is he's so busy in the backfield. He does so many things. He jumps. He he spins. He cuts back all the way across the field he does so many things i don't know how that's going to translate to the big 10 with a lot bigger faster defensive linemen and linebackers but i think he's definitely on you know i'm he's trending in the right direction more than he is trending in the wrong direction i
1: think i think the first game maybe he felt like he ran into some like at northwestern like he ran into the line a a couple times and just didn't have anywhere to go yeah and, and he the, still like, had 100 yards
0: rushing. Yeah, and that that 40 yard touchdown he had wasn't a fluke. Obviously, people were like, "Yeah, yeah he only had 100 yards." Yeah, he did it again twice this game. So yeah. it's not. No, he had. He, he's a good guy. I think. I think just the more
1: experience he can get, he'll just be better. And genuinely, if our offensive line can improve it'll just get way easier for him. Yeah. But he's he seems to be like that dude, which is good cuz we need a solid run yeah, game yeah. to then open up the pass game more.
0: <clears throat> Definitely. Obviously. So kind of going into into that vein with the the pass game, the run game. First quarter, if you had to if you had to put a name on it, who do you think's calling plays in the or first half? Who do you think's calling plays? I think that was just Whipple. Just Whipple. Yep. Yeah, just Whipple. Yeah. N- Matthias, did you watch the game at all?
2: No, I watched a little bit of it, but then I like shut it off because yeah, I had to get some other things done.
0: <laughs> I I'm like, so sorry. I, no, dude. I, <laughs> hey, trust me. I feel that. Amen. I, I think Whipple called the, the first half as well. Uh-huh. Um, I, I didn't see – I wasn't paying super close attention in the stadium to the sidelines to see who had the play sheet or whatever. But um, it seemed <clears> – <throat> I don't think it's a referendum on on Whipple's play calling either because when you have 23 plays – you have the opportunity to score ten points on twenty three plays. That's a point, one point every other play, really, which yep. is not bad. Like that's a, that's something to be happy Four about. Four drives
3: right? is not a big sample size no. for a half,
0: and we missed a field goal. We had a couple penalties. It's kind that, of a
3: long field goal. Was it? it yeah, it was, was 45. Oh, it
0: was a forty 45? yarder.
3: Something like that. Know, I think I it, it, it might have been.
0: It might have been fifty five. Hmm. He made a forty-six yarder, which praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen, Jesus, amen. Right? Yeah. That I mean, was up. great. Goodness gracious, I haven't seen that in a long time. Looked good too, but play calling in the second half. He missed a thirty-seven yard field. Yeah, I was going to say I don't Dang, know. if It, it was wasn't that. that far. Yeah, but he he mm. just barely missed it. It then, looked oh, like and it went he did in. Did make a forty. And then they made a forty-six. Yeah, that's what I think it which, is. Which which is more encouraging than missing a forty-six and then making a thirty-seven. I would say, but I don't know if you know. Yeah, tomato, tomato, but yeah,
1: tomato, potato coming out.
0: Tomato, potato, tomato, potato coming out of the second half. That that scripted drive that they scored that touchdown on. I think Scott called every single one of those plays. <laughs> I think that could have been the moment where in in halftime they got into a kerfuffle or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Frost and Whipple, I mean, which one personally, if you've listened to sixteen twenty the zone and you heard a guy complaining about. If there's tension between coaches, I think it's good. I called in and I said, I think it's a good tension. It's something Frost has never had to deal with. He just says, we're going to do this. And people are like, okay. And Whipple's like, no, you know, up yours. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so they're <laughs> kind of fighting each other. And I think they're going to be able to do that and take the best from each offensive sure. philosophy and execute that well because they can. They have guys yeah. that can do both really it will, well. It will
1: work if they win games out of it if we go... Well, look at the second half of this yeah, game. Yeah, no, I'm saying, if we end the season five and seven and that is how it went yeah. all season, then they're going to say it doesn't work. Of course. You know what I mean? But well, so not th- really, I mean at that point, it's At, at that point, you're wipe like, the what slate. does work? Yeah. Yeah. Does so, my
3: life work? Yeah. Watching so, watching it from TV, like, they kept showing the camera on both of them. You you see them, like, they're next looking to each at... Other. They're next to each other. They're talking they're over the play. They both on their own play sheets. They're both, to, like... Yeah. So, it definitely looks like they're we're working together on it. I just wonder how much is Whipple receiving it well, or is he feeling like this, who's this guy like stepping over me? Like, let me do my job. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah. That's, I was going to like, cause I feel like I've heard obviously I've heard you guys talk about that a lot too. And that was something that I was thinking as well was like, I was like, if I was Whipple, like, I don't know how I would be feeling about that. If like, mm-hmm. I'm like kind of hired to like do this job. And then Scott comes over just lords and it. just kind of like, Hey, we're actually gonna
0: do this. And we're like, But then why am I... But then what's my... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I think that's a good question, but... I I think so. Here, if I can give a a situation that I've envisioned, I think Whipple got here. They worked all offseason to implement his style into Scott Frost's offense. Game one rolls around, and the offense wasn't really an issue. You know, it wasn't like a major concern. Couple interceptions off of drop balls that we could have scored on, so on. But... I don't remember many plays from the Northwestern game th- and thinking, wow, that, that was Scott Frost's beautifully designed motion option play. We ran maybe one with Logan Smothers at a one. halftime, yep. yeah, and, and it, it got nine got, yards.
1: Yeah, nine yards.
0: And then that was it. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if that was Scott saying, hey, give this a try. It'll probably work because we scored 56 points doing it last year. But didn't didn't win that game. Come into this game in the first half, looked a whole lot like the offense from Northwestern. A lot of the same plays. I don't know if Whipple just in the in the moment was like, "I know what I'm good at. I know what I've called that have worked in the past, so I'm just going to default to calling those plays." And I don't know if Scott maybe at that point then was like, "Hey, you know we have an entire another offense that all of these guys are aware of that we can we can use, right? Like we're playing North Dakota. We can try some things out." And then Whipple was like, why are you telling me what, you know, like this, I'm just envisioning like getting into it right there. And then yeah. they come out of halftime and Scott's like, watch, you know, Scott calls the plays. We score a touchdown pretty, pretty easily. Five or six yeah, plays like, yeah, it was in pretty line. easily. And then from yep. that point it was like, you know, like looking at it, I'm like, see, I told you it probably is going to work. Yeah. And then from that point, they There's
1: six yards, 75 plays a minute, 48 seconds. I mean,
0: dang, that's a Scott Frost drive, dude. Yep, first, it is. The very
1: first play was a 35 yard pass to Trey Palmer. Incomplete pass, Grant run for seven yards, Grant for four, Casey Thompson for 10, and then pass for 19. Touches.
0: And those three runs where Grant had 17 and Casey had 10 were read options, yeah. if yeah. I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, so doing the read option a little bit. Which Casey can do, but, you know. Here, here's what I wonder, or here's what I hope yeah. is happening. I hope what's happening is what Whipple's doing to Casey Thompson, Frost is doing to Whipple. What I mean by that is when Casey Thompson comes off the field, Whipple goes, hey, man, what are you seeing? What are you seeing from the defense? Here's mm-hmm. some things that I'm seeing. What are you seeing? I hope Frost is doing the same thing with Whipple. Like, hey, here's what I'm seeing out of the defense. Here's where I see there's opportunities. What are you seeing? Yeah. I hope it's that kind of collaboration versus a, dude, you need to run this play because this is what's open. Like, what are you doing? Like, these plays aren't working that you're calling. You need to call us. I hope it's more of a, this is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? And it's a collaboration. I think that's a lot yeah. more healthy. Yeah, I think
1: Whipple, he just has to evolve a little bit from running that East Coast offense for such a long time yep. like the air raid thing and then bringing bringing it back to but we've found tremendous success in the option.
0: Yeah. And, and you don't have to you can run the option and not run the quarterback every other play like last year. I think yeah, Adrian yeah. defaulted to that cuz he knew he could do it. Yeah. But he also fumbled more than <laughs> more, more than, than we, we want to talk about. Yeah. So, like, there's there's options within the option game that you don't have to have the quarterback run. You know, you can you can do the triple option and remove an option, and it's handed off to Grant or pass, you know, like read option, whatever. There are so many things that I don't think we've even seen yet, and I think they do a good job going into a game, like, with 40 or 50 plays maybe where they're like, we can choose from any of these, and we'll know it'll work, when in reality they probably have 100 or more plays that – they know how to do. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Overall, the first half, I think, just was broadly a negative. It was, I mean, yeah. I talked a little bit about the first quarter in the stadium. Second quarter was terrible. There was yeah. a lot of booze. I was concerned people... You could hear it on TV, people going oh, yeah, at halftime. Go ahead, Especially into halftime. going into halftime, there was a lot yeah. of booze, And I know this is a whole nother thing we don't have to get into that there's a there's some players that have a podcast in lincoln that they were talking about that oh yeah and man i don't know if they really understand what's going on but they were they were saying like what if what if the fans done for us other than other than you know just you know are you just mad because you're a fan of football do you like give money to the program do you help the kids and I was like, okay hey bro all right dude you, you've lie. lost thirty games in five, <laughs> four years, and that stadium had ninety thousand people in it. How about, how about do a little bit better? You know, yeah,
1: yeah a it's little, kind of it's a hard to. Just it's like they don't owe me anything. They don't know me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like, literally, the state of Nebraska pours millions of dollars into this thing every oh, year, dude. because people care about it. Yeah, and so it's also to be like, what have you done for me? I don't know, literally NIL deals only exist because
3: people care. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The stadium like, you are playing in exists because of the fan base. The facilities that you have yeah. that are being upgraded exist because of the fan base. Like, yeah. How about your free tuition University.
1: Yeah, the university is following the cash cow of college football. Yeah. And right. So it be like, what have the fans done for nothing? Each fan participates in the cash cow. Yeah, like college, we are the,
3: the fan base is the only reason Nebraska football is still relevant. Yeah, and also Period. I paid $50 oh. for this did ticket. See, did you so see UC- you. Say, yeah. <laughs> did you see, <laughs> stuff like
1: that? Did yeah. you see um, UCLA's opening crowd? Thousand people. <laughs> thousand people that in the whole Just stadium one?
0: in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like oh in the Rose goodness. Bowl. I, I sent it to someone, I, I gotta show you this picture right now. We can talk about something, but like that's. You We're see, not at like, that point used yet. Used to be a big program. Yeah, it used dude. to be like. First of all, it's in L.A. I do think it's hilarious. I think it's funny when people on Twitter are always like it's a packed twelve. There's, there's no, like, school. what else is there to do in Nebraska? What is? What else is there to do in Alabama? Like, what, is, what do <laughs> what you? What are we talking Columbus, about? Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, what is <laughs> there <laughs> to do in Columbus, Ohio? Like what Iowa are you,
0: City. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> no, but just any any school that has a good football program, it's like. You Shut up. Number, Omaha and Lincoln have everything else that every other city has. What do you mean? What is there to do? Yeah. yeah. Jo- like,
3: Josh Pate has a good take of just like why he loves college football even more than like compared to like NFL. He went to Arkansas's game mm-hmm. and it was just like, there's no other sport than college football where a town in Arkansas oh just comes gosh. alive. Oh, yeah. And that's something that college football does. It's so unique to it. I'll admit. It's just amazing. I
0: went to an Arkansas game in like 2017 when they were really bad. And they were, like, kind – it was right as they were kind of trending upwards. I don't think Brett Bielema was the coach. It's kind of in between Brett Bielema and Sam Pittman.
1: They were kind of good in 2008. I was eighth
0: grade had a football coach that loved Arkansas, and they were, Mm. like, weirdly good that year. Weird. But (laughs) I was there, and I was like, dude, this (laughs) sucks.
2: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs)
0: Because I've been to so many games in Nebraska, and everybody was like, dude, your first Arkansas game. This is nuts. This is crazy. I was like, guys – this is bad. I'm like Nebraska. this is this is not good. And I sat in the student section at yeah. Arkansas. So I was like, "This sucks, guys. Not great." They played UTEP and won by like twenty.
3: Yeah. But so here's a question for you guys. <clears throat> yeah. Based on this whole Nebraska team, I know we still have Georgia Southern and Oklahoma. Yep. Looking at when Big Ten play comes around, what are you most confident in in this Nebraska team? What are you most worried about when it comes to heading into Big Ten play? Hmm. What are you hanging your hat on as we go into, like, I, yeah. big season games? Do we want to go positives? Yeah, go positives first.
0: What do you feel that's good hard, about? That's harder for me.
1: I'll be honest. They haven't wowed me <laughs> in yeah. really anything. Like, I don't know. You could say special teams as a whole. I really mean punting has been good. Yeah. Like Kicking has been little, good,
0: too. So it's yeah, kickoffs. Kick- We've missed kick-offs. Two, two field goals. One was 56 yards. Which is which, tough. Whatever. That's a hard field goal And your general. first
3: field goal ever. Yeah. In front of but that was
0: Stadium, Brendan, you know? Brendan Frankie who kicked that one. Yeah. And yeah. Then we, but so, like, Road hit that hasn't really, yard. like,
1: wowed me. Our defense was somehow second half. We actually, like, blitzed some people, which is was a new thing That's for Nebraska. And it's like, yeah, good things happen when you rush quarterbacks. Like, just Weird. good things I think I'm a little nervous about the missing tackles. I probably, I guess, I feel the most confident and... Probably our ability to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. I think just that's in general a, yeah. that's probably the thing I feel the best at. I feel the best of Casey Thompson making good reads and just him being like the general of the field. Yeah. I feel confident in his ability. Um and I just think we have we have great receivers and we just need to get them the ball more.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: It, I would say the exact same thing. I think I think Adrian a lot of Adrian was a great player for us for you know, for I sound like freaking Scott Frost. Andrew was a great player for us for a long time. He did some great things. He was also... <laughs> He's
1: got a lot of records. He, in the bay he bay also
0: the made public, me want know. to jump off the top of Memorial Stadium. <laughs> but <clears throat> but um, I'm more confident in Casey's poise and ability to make smart decisions in, in meaningful moments of the game. I think back to... And I, I have a hard time with hypothetical situations and thinking back on things like if this would have happened. But... If Casey Thompson was the quarterback against Michigan when we were driving the field with two and a half minutes left to win the game, hmm. I don't think I don't think he fumbles on that read for for two yards. I don't I just don't think he would make that that decision. You know, I th- I feel more confident that Casey is going to be able to, like James said, find the open man, make a good throw, and get the offense rallied to where they need to to get down. I think he would have done that against Northwestern if. Wyatt Lever didn't drop an open ball in the middle of the field for an interception. Like, yeah, like he he had the same exact opportunity to make that throw to Trey Palmer, and Trey Palmer caught it and got the first down after contact. You know, like, yep. I think I I feel really like I, I'm probably overconfident. In that. I'm
1: probably overconfident because Big Ten, right? It's a lot of stack the box, run the ball type. Type defenses
0: mm-hmm. um, stop the run. You stop mean stop the yeah sorry yeah. stop
1: the run. So you just like put more more pressure there. And I just think we our offensive line that's going to be the test. But we do passes from the shotgun. Thompson's good at getting the ball out quick. Like I just think we have more we, we will have more receiver weapons than they can have defensive mm-hmm. corners and nickels and safeties.
0: Yeah. For as for I'll say this will be my last thing, and you can give yours. Yeah, no go. No. I'm more. I think the offense looked more complete, if I can put a word to it, this this last game against North Dakota, which you can expect, and it's an FCS team. But Casey only threw half as many times and had almost as many yards. Or not almost as many, but he was very efficient. He had a touchdown. He also had an interception, which he, you know, was just a bad read. But the running backs looked really good. Like, they just looked like a more complete across-the-board offense, yeah. which if yep. they can continue to put that together against Georgia Southern, come Oklahoma – It'll be interesting,
3: but yep, it'll be interesting. Um since you guys already kind of hit on Casey, um I guess what I'm confident right now is if there's a, a slight hole for Anthony Grant to run through, I'm confident he's going to hit yeah, it. Yeah, that man's going to hit it. He's going to get his uh, yards. He falls forward. Yep, he falls forward. He's going to make something out of nothing. So I think he's the guy that it, it's easy just to to look to. Of yeah. Like, all right, I'm confident in that. Um
0: not a lot of negative plays.
3: Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, for him not a lot of negative. He just it's constantly making something out of nothing yeah. to the point where you like watch him initially make a play, like try to get out of trouble. You're like, "What are you doing?" Oh, that just went for 15 yards. Oh, okay, that worked out. <laughs> like when you do, when like, he like runs the opposite direction behind the line and like goes five yards backwards, but then somehow goes 15 that makes, yards that forward. Competitions, man. That, it's like, oh yeah, okay, he's, that worked. Sweet. Yeah, that play in the stadium was weird. Gosh. I I didn't even
0: know. I thought he got tackled, but then he spun out and he came around. So yeah. I, just, I looked away, and then everybody in the stadium was like. <laughs> so
3: yeah I, it was it was pretty cool so absolutely nuts um so feeling good about that what i'm still nervous about i'm curious to know fans if you're listening if you want to do this homework for us do it otherwise i might do it go back to last season like after the illinois game or game two where we also talking about missed tackles i don't yeah. i don't know Like it was it normal was it the same thing last year where we're at this point where we're like man the defense is kind of missing tackles like Mm -hmm. we need to work on that so that's why I don't know if I'm overreacting to miss tackles but I'm just a little nervous about it right now yeah um, after North Dakota especially heading into Big Ten play with Big Ten backs Mm -hmm. like we need to tackle
0: yeah if you don't do that to Braylon Allen and Mo Ibrahim good gosh Blake Corum right (laughs) like you're Chase even Chase Brown at Illinois right. Throw you, yeah, he's gonna destroy. So, I don't
3: know if that's just like the beginning of the season thing. And we did the same thing last year where we're talking about it, and things worked out. Dude, yeah. I, just, I just don't know but how much. Do I don't do, know.
1: How much do we do live tackling compared to other teams? Are we like par for the course? We do like the same amount. Frost made a comment. He made it sound like we didn't do a lot of.
3: I made a comment where or I heard a comment where he was like, we we probably do it more or like the same, if not more, than anybody in the country or something like that. I yeah. I don't
1: know if I buy that. And if, I, if that's true, that sucks. Right. Yeah. I just want that to not be true.
3: Maybe it's not against ones, it's against like
0: scout team Scouts, or whatever. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time understanding what Shenander meant by leveraging the ball, but but I watched a couple videos where it makes more sense. Where you're not you're not you know you're not putting your head down and like shouldering into guys like Cam Taylor Britt used to do. Where you're trying to just knock them off balance, but you're putting your head like think Marquise Buford against North, Northwestern when he put his head on the ball wrapped up and drove the guy backwards. You're leveraging the guy off of his position rather than just trying to force knock him out or whatever, you know, they need to do a better job of that right now. They're just hitting guys really hard and expecting them to fall over. So they need to just do a better job of wrapping and leveraging them off. So I think that makes perfect sense. And obviously, Chenander in the past, I think if I think back on it, th- they've always kind of started a little bit rough. No- Illinois last year wasn't great you know the year before that South Alabama was not great South Alabama and they got it figured out you know I'm less concerned about the defense getting it figured out than the offense being able to put it together but I'm my biggest concern is stopping the run broadly. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think we'll be able to stop Indiana's running back, let yeah. alone. Illinois, who's really yeah, I'm good. Not, I'm not confident. Minnesota's who's we'll really good. Wisconsin's, who's really yeah. good. Michigans, who's really good. Like all these incredible running backs that we're gonna have to face. We gotta get we gotta get some gotta get some work done there. Yeah, for sure. So absolutely. Well, for the rest of the podcast, we better get into some predictions for Georgia Southern. If you haven't noticed, Drew isn't with us today. That's why Matthias is here. Well, Matthias is here because we like Matthias. He's a good dude thank you Zane. the producer yeah but drew um drew's out he's back in the hospital with their son it's not he's not doing he's doing good but he had some scares yesterday so they're back at children's hospital and be thinking about them and praying for them um max myers his name so um yeah be praying for him he's having a rough go but they're mm-hmm. they're doing all right so that's why drew's not with us but he did give us his score prediction yeah what um, is it i'm curious Oh, what is it? He messaged us, Chris. Do you mind pulling that up?
1: Yeah, pull yeah while, while we do that, let's talk about um, against Jordan's Georgia Southern. Jo- Georgia, yeah, I Jordan, Georgian, Georgia South, Georgian uh, South. Yeah, well, Chris, what's your what's your thoughts of just how this game's going to go?
3: Yes, so or maybe I, some predictions. So, I love this um, this kind of idea—not idea, but like concept of. You know, are you guys familiar with the like term like the scroll? What I mean by that is like when like you're watching ESPN like and you scripture? see the you see the scroll of different teams and the scores, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, twenty four seven sports does this. They like, did the game feel? Did the scroll feel better than how the game actually played out? Oh yeah, for sure. So like for Nebraska, we. The scroll said 38-17. So if you're, doubled, if you're a random yeah. person and you don't know how the game played out, you're like, oh, Nebraska handled North Dakota pretty well. Like, pretty good. When you look at Georgia Southern, they they beat Morgan State 59-7. to 7. Yes. So if you see that on the scroll, you're like, wow, they just dominated. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It was 17-7 to 7 at half. Mm-hmm. They scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yep. 20, fourth. 28 in the 4th. Oh,
1: so definitely feels way better in the scroll.
3: Than that feels at. way... The scroll feels way better. So I'm wondering, did Morgan State wow. just kind of give up in the 4th a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, what happened in that 4th quarter where they are able to score 28? Did they just come alive, kind of like Nebraska did? That could be. But, I don't know. The scroll in this game might look a little bit better than how the game actually played out. So, that might have an impact on my prediction. But... To hear from Drew's prediction, he has the prediction of Nebraska 34, Georgia Southern 20.
0: Yeah. So 14-point game. A lot closer game, so it doesn't cover. Um, we hit the over on points. No, because the points right now are 69, something like that. They think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game.
1: Mm.
0: So here's here's right. who I watched, Georgia Southern versus Morgan State on one-and-a-half speed on YouTube. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> and it was not. It was not a fun game to watch. Let me tell you, it Oof. was. Fifty nine to seven the makes guys it. Guys
1: are pretty fast though, right? They're pretty quick.
0: They were so fast, yeah, and they, the s- announcers were like, <laughs> "Yeah, they they were on some crack or something. They were talking so fast, it was really annoying." Good for them. Yeah, good for them. They can handle it. I can't. I do crack all the time, and it just ru- <laughs> it, it just ruins me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm <am> so non-productive.
0: <laughs> there we are. <laughs> but the, it was not a fun game, like you said. The 59 to seven makes it look like a game that they just dominated. Out start to finish. Yep. Some interceptions. Some bad passes. Some really bad tackling from Morgan State. Some like some runs that gashed Morgan State. Like. When I when I place Nebraska's defense in Morgan State's position, none none of the things that they did are even close. Guys just wide open for no reason whatsoever for touchdowns. Georgia Southern is going to throw the ball a lot, so either they're going to either they're going to be able to move the ball really quickly down the field and score, which I just don't envision happening for a Sun Belt team against a Big Ten. A big 10 team on the road maybe one possession they'll just be able to just dink and dunk all the way down the field or they're gonna throw the ball three times and they're gonna go three and out and nebraska's just gonna gash them down the field on defense their defense is not good their defensive line is really small not very big at all their biggest guy is like six five like 240 250 or Jeez. something like that not a not a huge dude i mean like not their biggest guy like their leader on defense oh gotcha and so there's some some transfers on their defense that could make an impact from some SEC or ACC teams, but one of their guys got hurt. Overall, I'm not sold on them putting up that many points against Nebraska. I think mm. I think if Nebraska has, continues to trend in the right direction like they have last week, I think they stepped up in a lot of ways. If they can wrap up, it won't even it won't even be close. They have some athletes, I would say, some like a uh, transfer from Houston. Singleton is his name. Number one receiver. He had like twelve hundred yards over his last couple of
3: years. Yep, he's wow. pretty good. He had five receptions for sixty yards. But if but if you tackle him,
0: if you wrap him up and tackle him, it's it's game over. Genuinely, he's not very he's not a very big dude. So, um, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to throw the ball to open up the pass, but they're going to pass probably sixty five percent of the time more than run. So yeah,
3: the most amount of carries a running back got last week was twelve. Yeah, that's like. Wow. So yeah, they threw it forty six times, and um, Morgan State was getting pressure. Like they were getting pressure
0: off yeah. the edge and and through the middle, and they blitzed some and were able to get into the backfield.
3: Here's what's going to be they very have, annoying. They have
0: a veteran quarterback though, so who can make good decisions?
3: I'd be so annoyed if it's gonna if with Georgia Southern throwing the ball more, um, and who knows, maybe they just completely flip flip the script and just try to run the ball down our throat. Just because mm-hmm. they could, they can. They yeah, can just try it anyway. Um, North Dakota did this a little bit. It's famous from Purdue last year, but I hope it's not just a, an annoying amount of four-yard passes where they're just open and they just keep getting little chunks here and there. Yeah, Only check down the whole Only way. check downs, and they're just like moving down the field bit by bit. Yep. That just drives me nuts, and I hope that oh, we yeah. at least have mm-hmm. some pressure. It drives
1: me nuts when people or, play Madden that way. Oh, my
0: <laughs> gosh.
2: <dude. laughs> I'm going
1: to oh. break your Xbox and <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs>
0: I'm going <laughs> to steal your Xbox.
3: Do you want a half-X screen one This by. is mine now. I think it's
1: still funny to think about, like, like I... I- me as a twenty-seven-year-old man, like I have to go to your house to play video games <laughs> with you, and, and then I break your Xbox and I take my control and I go home rather than just playing
0: <laughs> You're with you losing online. Losing sixty-two to three,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I miss two field goals.
0: You can't play as Alabama this time. <laughs> pick <laughs> random. We said random. We said randoms. And I randomly pick Alabama. <laughs> randomly got Ohio State this time. That's weird. How
3: did I get Appalachian State?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the freaking Akron zips again, dude. <laughs> All right, so before we get into scores, who do you think the leading? Oh, well, Anthony Grant, over or under 95 and a half yards rushing? Um,
3: I think oh, he gets okay. at least 150. You think he
0: gets a 150? Wow, yeah, I saying, dude. I think that, that over would under be... needs to
1: be at least 120 for him. Dang,
0: Especially, boys. Well,
1: against, against like Georgia Southern, I think it, the over-under would need to be 120.
3: So let's move it. Okay. Over-under okay. 120? Over-under 120 oh, Over-under 120? 120,
0: over 120 and a half.
3: And a half. So, I'm going over. Over? All right. Unless they try to give, like, Gabe Irvin another shot in this game. And, yeah. But Anthony's the guy.
0: Yeah, he's the guy. I, I still I'm don't over. know
1: what to make of the frost. We need to find a space for Ramir to, like, play. He's gonna, one, is just going to transfer after this year. Uh, honest, Honestly, right? Scott like, he's Frost just is gonna, probably going to transfer after this year.
3: Sorry. <laughs> Scott
1: Frost we is We have a lot of foil. transfers, dude. But he's probably gone. Okay. So I don't think, regardless, I'm almost like, if, you're, if you don't... If he's not going to be a vital part, then don't put him in.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a he's an elite athlete. My dad has been talking about this too. Where's fourteen? Where's fourteen? Where's fourteen? He got in for one possession. He got knocked down on a on a screen that he probably would have scored on if he just caught the ball. But he got knocked down. He'll play. I think he's going to play later this year as a slot receiver. I think he's still getting his feet wet yep. with that side of it. He'll play where Brody Belt is playing right it's now. He's
3: looking more and more wide receiver, wide receiver is where he's gonna be at. But he'll
0: be able to up. line up in the backfield. He'll be able he'll be able to play those roles.
3: They
1: they've like motioned Trey Palmer twice and then he's like received like taking the ball. Yeah. I think those plays should be for Ramirez. But obviously, you can't do it just for him, or else it's yeah. very obvious to the defense of, like, he's in motion, he's getting the ball. Yeah, but yeah. Someone, I think he could fit that same role when Trey Palmer moves. But also, a part of the Whipple's offense is Trey Palmer needs to get the ball everywhere, <laughs> so then you don't know when he's going to go deep. Yeah. And it's, like, worked. Yeah. I, I was yeah. so close on my bold prediction of last week. Last week, I said three three plays of at least 30-yard passes. We had two, we had a 31 and 35 yarder, and then we had a 26 yard tight end touchdown. Oh. Catch. I was so close. It was four yards we'll, away. We'll count
0: it. Yeah, thanks. We'll count it. All right. Leading receiver this week, over under 80 and a half yards receiving. We'll um, say 80 and a half yards and one and a half touchdowns.
3: Whoa.
0: Yeah. You the have,
3: one and a half is
1: tough. Yeah, the one and a half, I'm going to say under then. Yeah. Really? If, if it was just oh, the receiving think, yards, I'd say get, over, but if the one and a half touchdown... I think Whipple likes to score in lots of different ways. I don't think it's a, right, you like, get down. What if I
0: said .5 touchdowns? What if I said half touchdowns? So one touchdown or no touchdowns? Oh, he'll get a touchdown. I think. You think, who do you think it'll be? Trey Palmer doesn't have a touchdown yet. He doesn't, but I think. I think they're, they're going to get him. I think, I think
1: he'll get a touchdown this week.
0: I think he gets it's, a touchdown. It's
1: either him, it's between him or Marcus Washington. Marcus Washington's had some bigger plays. Yeah. But doesn't have the overall yardage. So I will go. I'll I'll keep it fun and say Washington's gonna will do the over on the yards and, All right. and the the score. Even though, though I do think Trey Palmer probably yeah. scores this week. I think
3: it's gonna be Palmer. Um I think this week's finally a week where they Palmer beats him over the top, mm-hmm. and gets a deep ball. Because if he gets one deep ball, what is that gonna be like? Fifty yards and a touchdown right there. So the rest of the game he just needs fifty yards off of regular receptions. Yeah. He's over. Yeah, I'm gonna go with what's Trey his, Palmer. What's his
1: average targets? I mean, he's played two games. Sir. I think he's got it's like 12, got at least 12 targets, a, 12 targets a game.
0: I don't know about
3: 12 targets a game. I think, I think Northwestern. He had no. Eight. He only had four catches last game. I think he had eight against Northwestern. He's oh, gonna get 12 total. That he's I gonna looked. get the ball. Where got Here's where card. I think he breaks it.
0: I think I. Okay, this will go in. We'll go into score predictions now. Since since we got to get to that point. My bold prediction is Trey Palmer scores on the first play of the game on that swing gate pass. Ooh! They pass it to him on the outside, and yeah. he, and he goes for seventy five yards for a touchdown on the first play of the game. That's my that's my bold that prediction. Is a bold prediction, dude. That's my bold prediction, and I think the score. Let me make sure I I have the correct score. I I get better uh, better g- goggle this one. I didn't goggle it. I have it in a <laughs> Husker game prediction sheet. Okay, we're gonna go forty three to twenty. Nebraska um and that's my bold prediction. Trey Palmer scores on the first play of the game on a 75-yard swing swing pass.
3: Okay. I like it. I got Nebraska 45-24. Bold prediction. Ooh. Bold prediction, I got Oshawn Mathis getting two sacks.
1: Finally, dude.
3: Finally, isn't getting some production from him. You might need yeah. to get
0: that checked out. Yeah,
1: two sacks. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think they score more than twenty on us. Um, we um, for those of you that don't know, we actually at where we work. There's like a staff prediction. A lot of people said seventeen points for North Dakota. Yeah, and obviously they that hit that hit. I think this is the first I, – I don't know. I really think for me to feel good going into Oklahoma – I'm trying to think, like, not what I want the score to be, so I feel somewhat good going yeah. into Oklahoma. But for me for me to feel good going into that game, Nebraska has to score 40 points. They have to score 40, yeah. and I think the other team, they can't score more than 23. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. Like, there needs to be a 17-point gap at least for me to even be like – yeah, we 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 could we could make something happen yeah. at a home game against Oklahoma when mm-hmm. we were pretty close to yeah. them last year and had had chances. So yeah. that being said, I think I think I'm almost going to run it back point-wise, but I think I'm going to go I think I might do just 42-17 one more time. 42-17 That's what I predicted for North Dakota. I think that's what I'm going to predict again for Georgia Southern.
0: Nice. Yeah. I like it. Matthias, off the off the off the dome. I think <laughs> I agree
2: with Drew. I don't think I don't think Nebraska's gonna score more than forty. Um I think they're gonna score about thirty four, somewhere like there, But I think they're gonna hold Georgia Southern to like fourteen. That's my prediction. That would be I feel great. like Yeah.
0: Like That's realistic. Because either they're either gonna score or they're gonna go three and out on the first possession. You yeah, know, like-
2: I, yeah. I just feel like yeah because I was thinking about this too, like how Whipple loves to like score in different ways. I feel like that might be a downfall to him too. Mm-hmm. Like rather than having like a, a couple like really, really str- strong. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is my go to. Yeah. And so I think that like, that's the reason why they don't score over 34,
0: mm. but
2: I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you guys' defense is like pretty good. And so I feel like you guys can hold them to 14.
1: Yeah. I, I know I, I kind of get, get stuck with just the way that the defense naturally plays, too, of they could move the ball down the field, but then they tighten up, and then they mm-hmm. have to settle for field goals. Yep. So even, like we were talking yesterday, like 16 points of three field goals and a touchdown, they're still moving the ball a lot, Yeah, but our mm-hmm. defense stops them, and they're not scoring touchdowns. So 16 is not a lot of points, but the way that they score, that's a lot of scoring.
0: It was even the same thing against Northwestern. You know that they had one big gash touchdown. You know, like yep. we we're able to tighten up in the red zone. We've been able to do that. I have less, I have less concern about the defense figuring it out, and that's my consistent. They're gonna get it figured
1: out. I really mm-hmm. hope they do because. It- I mean, it sucks, but they have to get it figured out in from I don't know ten days from now when yeah. we're playing Oklahoma. There, that's yeah, gonna really be the first like out. you know what I mean.
0: I'm not sold on Oklahoma right. yet. That's
1: a, I'm that's a home not, game that's, for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I have I have that chalked as a loss. I, w- I just want it so badly as a fan. I want it so badly oh, to be a man. win. Right now they're ranked seventh. They they play Kent State this week. I might they're actually probably cry not probably not gonna learn a lot. I just I just haven't won a big game in a long time since Michigan State. Since we beat Michigan yeah. State on that uh, Brandon Riley catch, I was there, yeah. man. I had a literal coronary,
0: built,
3: man. This <laughs> my brain shut off. <laughs> this game, this game is really it's a pretty important game because it's a put I, it together game. This is a game that you could finally turn up the temperature of this team for the for for the year. Yeah. Like, if we go out and we're like just clicking on offense, just click,
1: make it happen,
3: man. Okay, then the like we're starting to feel. Kind of okay for this Oklahoma. Is, Not. I don't think we're at a point where we're, anyone's going to be like, we're beating Oklahoma. This is time, this time. It's our no, year. No, I don't
1: think anyone will have us regardless but like, of what happens on the field this week. I don't think most people will have Nebraska winning no, this game, but the next game. If Oklahoma. we're
3: looking good, I think if the confidence is up, we might just feel like, okay, might be an interesting game against Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, we'll be their first test. And we've already been tested. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We'll have more for you about Oklahoma next week. We're going to try and get these podcasts out Monday or Tuesday in the future so you guys have time to listen to them throughout the week. At the latest on Wednesdays, though. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. Check us out on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Give us some good reviews. Por favor. Share it with your amigos. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Rundown and send your comments and questions to bigredrundown at gmail.com. We will see you guys next time.